Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition Please, and you're listening to me on Daisy's Dot Live. Welcome to Daisy's Live, and we have a special guest with us today. And uh, of course, she is supposed to join uh, join me in this interview as well. And she'll hop on to this interview in a bit because she's over with her next meeting. Um, but we have Sujata Day with us. Sujata, welcome to Daisy's Live Show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. So for all of you who don't know who Sujata Day is, she's an American actress, she's a model, she's a screenwriter. She was um, CC in Issa Rae's web series, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, and Sarah, and she was Sarah in Insecure as well. And she has just directed her first film, Definition Please. And uh, Sujata, what a wonderful, wonderful career. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, Sujata the person, before we jump on to Sujata, Sujata the actress and the model and, the, and, and now the director. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm from uh, a little town in Pennsylvania called Greensburg. It's an hour east of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, grew up dancing and singing. I went to the temple for Parthenatyam every Sunday, and I went to Hindu summer camp in Lake Erie every summer, and uh, just had a really great childhood where it was a mix of all the cultures and had a, you know, went to pretty, pretty white suburban high school, but then there was a great Indian American community there that I felt a part of. Every weekend we would be going to graduations or hovens or weddings or anniversaries and birthdays. And so I felt really connected to my uh, Indian background and that was really great. And then I was also very good at math and science. So I got my engineering degree like every good Indian kid. <laughs> and, that was amazing. So what yeah. kind of an engineer are you, Uh I did systems and control engineering. Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. So look at this brilliant girl. Yes, tell us more. <laughs> Yeah, so then um, throughout middle school and high school, I started doing plays and musicals, and my parents were very supportive. They would come to the shows, and every night they would sit in the front row with a bouquet of flowers. And even in college, I continued to do theater and more performing. I also took a semester of screenwriting. I took a semester of playwriting. So. Um, throughout those years, I also was publishing short stories and poems and writing songs, and so I was writing a lot. And then after I graduated, I got a job with a consulting firm called Accenture, and they asked me where I wanted to go, and my master plan was to be an actor in Los Angeles, so they moved me to Los Angeles, and I was the worst Accenture employee you could ever think of. <laughs> because I just tried really hard not to get put on a project and that worked. I was basically on salary making really good money and 
I was only on a project, I think, for two weeks for the entire time that I worked at Accenture. And in the meantime, I would not be going to work. I would be going to acting classes. I would get headshots. I would be auditioning. I would be um, just doing acting stuff, writing, performing, doing plays. And then after a year of working at Accenture, they laid me off, which was also really great news because I got severance and unemployment. And then about six to eight months after that, I booked three national commercials. And that's when my professional career got started. And then a little bit after that, I met Issa Rae on Twitter and got on Awkward Black Girl. Amazing. So you met Issa Rae on Twitter. There's a lot of hiring happening happening on Twitter. I know that um, I read somewhere that even Richa Murjani got picked up and never have I ever on Twitter. She responded to a Twitter call. So did Maitri Ramakrishnan, Mindy Kaling's call for never have I ever. And now you as well got picked up for your acting gig on Twitter. What is going on here? But also, apart from that, did, did Accenture ever know what you're doing? I mean, I talk about it all the time now. So, I mean, I'm sure they've found out by this point if they ever, you know, search for my name and search for Accenture. I always say the name of the company. But at the time, no, they didn't know what I was doing. Well, so um, so then what happened after that? I mean, how was the experience as, you know, as, as a brown person um, getting into like mainstream Yeah, I mean, even, uh, so when I met Isa on Twitter, I had just left Facebook and deleted my account. And I was like, I can't be on Facebook anymore. But then I also realized that I needed some kind of social media. So I went to Twitter. Nobody was really on Twitter at the time. This was about 10 years ago. And made my profile, started following different entertainment groups. One was called Film TV Diversity. And they would tweet out certain directors and producers and writers to follow. And I would follow every single one of them because I didn't really know what I was doing on Twitter. And Issa was one of them, so I followed her. She followed me back. And then a couple days later, she tweeted out that she was looking for a mixed-looking girl to play her best friend on a web series. And I wrote her back and I said, I'm not mixed, but here's my picture. Let me know if you want me to come in and audition. She said, yeah, come on over. So then I get to the audition, it's at her house, and I walk inside, and the whole process takes about five minutes, and then I leave, and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And then a couple hours later, she emailed me back, and she said, you got the part. And then a few weeks later, I went back uh, to Issa's dad's doctor's office in Inglewood, and we shot a 20-minute scene with it was just her, her brother, I believe, was holding the camera, and the microphone was attached to the camera. And then we shot the hallway scene, I believe, season one, episode three of Awkward Black Girl. And, and we were done very quickly. And she said, thank you for coming. And then I left, and I asked myself, what did I get myself into? What is this? But, I, you know, as an actor, you kind of do the work that's given to you, and... And it was really fun. And then we started shooting off of Black Girl on the weekends because a lot of the cast and crew were had real jobs, had day jobs. And 
they were mostly her friends from Stanford University. And so we started putting out the episodes on YouTube and realized that there was uh, a black audience that wasn't being served in Hollywood in terms of content. And they were just really excited to support and watch Awkward Black Girls. So, so for me, that served as inspiration for me to make my own content about uh, South Asian Americans and brown women and girls. So I, I had been writing before Awkward Black Girl, but I think that really pushed me to write more and write more specifically to our experiences. So, um, in terms of your writing, is a definition, please, um, your first gig writing or have you written before? I've written before. I've sold a couple of television shows. I also did a short film called Cowboy and Indian. The poster is right behind me. <laughs> and so that film is available on Vimeo publicly. Everyone can search for it and watch it. It's eight minutes long. and. I, a funny story about that film, speaking of Accenture, I was doing my taxes in 2015 and realized that I had these stocks. And so I called the company to see what these stocks were. And they said, oh, Accenture had gifted them to you when you left. And I said, okay, well, how much are they worth? And they were worth $5,500. So I said, please send me the check for the stocks. I want to cash them out. And they said, well, we don't recommend you cashing them. And I said, send me the check. And then I put that $5,500 into Cowboy and Indian, which I also wrote, produced, directed, and star in. And what was really great is there was no pressure because first of all, it was money that I wasn't even aware that I had. And I wasn't depending on anyone else's money, so I could make all the mistakes that I wanted to make on this short film, and it wouldn't affect anyone. And so I allowed myself to fail in the making of that short, and actually it came out really great. So everyone can watch it, and, and that I've sold a couple times to different studios, and now it's in development at a studio for a, to be made into a television show. Tell me a little bit more about Definition, Please. Yeah, 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 of course. So Definition, Please is about a young girl who's about eight or nine years old, and she has won the National Spelling Bee. And then we fast forward to about 15 years later, and she, you would think that a promising young girl like her would be working at NASA or doing research in biology or winning the World Poker Tour, doing something with numbers, but she is not. She is still uh, pretty much what you would call a loser. She's living at home. She is taking care of her sick mom. She is tutoring kids in her neighborhood on spelling, and that's pretty much her life. So you can tell that she wants and needs something more, but something's holding her back. And you get to find out what that is, which is her relationships with her family, her mother, her brother, and you get to see her with her friends and how that interaction is. And it's just a lovely slice of life of a South Asian American family. So does, uh, did you get inspired by your own story or a story from people around you when you wrote this? 
So everything that I write is definitely inspired by a little tidbit of truth or something that has happened to me. So even with Definition Please, it was inspired by me winning the class spelling bee in fourth grade and then going on to regionals and losing in the first round on the word radish. I spelled radish with two D's instead of one, which I will never do again. Now I know how to spell radish. And and it was actually really devastating losing well, you out on- sides by the Indian community because you couldn't spell radish. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really interesting actually because my parents never forced me to do spelling and it wasn't something that even the Indian Americans in our community talked about spelling bees. And I didn't train for it. So nowadays, all the kids, you know, they go to classes and they, they train and they learn that to buy more time, you have to ask, uh, can you please repeat the word? Definition, please. Language of origin, can you please use the word in a sentence? That all buys you more time so that you can think about spelling the word in your head. And I wasn't trained, so I didn't know. So when they said radish, I was just like, blurted out, R-A-D-D-I-S-H. And and I knew it was wrong as soon as it came out of my mouth. But um, so the the premise of Definition Please is based on that one real experience that happened to me. Obviously, I never won the national spelling bee, um, but I did win a small, very small spelling bee. And, and then I took that idea and in 2015, I was in... Uh, a comedy sketch writing class at Upright Citizens Brigade, UCB. And one of my sketches was entitled, Where Are They Now? Spelling Bee Winners. So like I said before, Spelling Bee Winners, if you Google them, they have turned out to become leaders in society and science and math. And so I thought it it would be a funny bit if one of them just turned out to be living in their parents' basement playing video games and just wasting their life away and so I took that idea and in 2017 started writing the feature film version of Definition Please based on that four-page sketch idea of that character and I wanted to answer the question okay what what makes this young woman not achieve her dreams because she's obviously has these opportunities to go to an Ivy League school or go to accept this job in another city and why is she not taking these opportunities so I decided to answer those questions with oh it's because of her relationships with her family and how she feels obligated to take care of things at home so uh, do, do you feel that um, you know making stories about salvation especially um, people like us um, will affect the way we look at things. For example, in our communities, uh, it's okay to live with parents, which like most Americans just don't get that idea, right? If you're living with your parents and you're you're any 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 age in your even in your twenties, you're a loser, right? But if you're living with your parents as a South Asian, you're probably taking care of them. You know, that's how we think of it. And these are these are very these big nuances when when it comes to you know the difference in culture and 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 the bicultural relationship that we have with our Amer- Americanism. Uh, how do you portray that, and do you think this will change uh, the way things are looked at in our communities? So I think 
You mentioned living like an adult child living with their parents. I think what's interesting is that during the pandemic, a lot of people moved in with their parents. And so that was something that they were like, oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with my parents because life is short and anybody could get COVID and be gone. So I think that mentality has actually changed in Western culture, especially throughout the past two years. And um, but you are absolutely right. Before pre-pandemic, it was kind of taboo for adult kids to be living in the home. So with American children, they're kind of kicked out of the house at the age of 18. And they're like, okay, so we turned your room into a gym. And of course, uh, our parents never do that. <laughs> I, I go back home and my, my room is exactly the same as when it was when I was 16 years old. And, and I love that. And um, that's part of what holds me to my hometown and my love for my home and my school and where I grew up and my friends. And in answer to your question, I do believe it's important to see more South Asian Americans on screen in non-stereotypical roles, especially um, written by us and uh, truly we are not a monolith, even though Hollywood tends to portray us in a certain way all the time, whereas we're getting uh, roles as doctors, engineers, and mathematicians. And you know what? Yeah, that's what I am. I did get my engineering degree, but there are other parts of myself that I would like to see on screen. And there are other parts of my friends that are different, or my parents, or my grandparents. And, and it's exciting because everyone's story is different. And I think what excites me the most is inspiring other South Asians to tell their stories and put them up on screen. And I would love to watch those. I would love to watch um, a creator who lives in the middle of Iowa and like what their experience is like as a South Asian American living in Iowa um, and putting that on screen. So I think there's many stories to be told and I'm just excited for the future and what's to come. So what's the future? I mean, I've looked through your your, your role of things that you've done are, are just, it's it's huge. You've arrived in, in a lot of ways for the community. And you're such a, um, you know, if, if I were to recommend people to you who are struggling in Los Angeles and in New York, trying to make their thing happen in this very big, uh, big world of movies and television where normally South Asians get stereotyped, you have escaped that stereotypical Indian roles as well. So tell us more about what will it, what is your future? How do you see yourself grow next five years? Well, I think it's definitely all about creating your own content. And even if you're an actor, just not waiting for the phone to ring. So if you're an actor and you feel that you're not a writer or a director, then you need to make friends with a writer or a director so that you can collaborate and create your own stories. But but I do believe that every actor should just be creating their own work. At this point, there's no excuse to not be creating your own work when we all have iPhones to shoot um, funny sketch videos and um, even dramatic stuff. And I truly believe like I, took the pandemic and I was really productive and I wrote two features, I wrote two pilots and now I'm taking them out to pitch to networks and I have a lot of different stories that I want to tell and 
every day I'm coming up with something new. And sometimes it's like, oh no, I still have to finish the thing that I started. So I think that's really important. Start something and finish it. And make sure that you, you know, it might not be the first draft, might not be the best draft, but writing is all about rewriting. So you want to continue to hone your skills and tell your stories. And, you know, similar to what I did with Cowboy and Indian, I was not afraid to fail. So allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to make shitty videos and shitty content, but put them out there because that you know what the next video will be that much better and you'll learn from it. So I think with with our community, we are a lot of us are perfectionists and I think you have to let go of that as an artist to grow. Yeah, we have to let go of a lot of things I guess, but yes, Perfection is one of them. It is okay to fail, just like you said, and it's very important for us to keep going. For movie definition, please, um, are we gonna uh, are we gonna only see them at festivals, uh, the movie at festivals, or are we are we gonna look at a release on a platform soon? So we are still doing. We are at the end of our festival circuit, so we are playing at Dallas Fort Worth. South Asian Film Festival and New York City South Asian Film Festival and also coming up we are if you live in Toronto we are playing at the Real Asian Film Festival in Toronto and those I believe will be our last three film festivals and then we are currently uh, talking to a couple distributors in terms of a general release for the public. Brilliant, uh, Sujata, and we wish you all the best with that. And whenever you're ready, do send us a screener so that we can review it for you and um, can open it up to a larger audience worldwide. Uh, but thank you so much for taking out the time to talk with me, and we wish you all the best with your movie definition, please. And um, I hope you're a huge success at all the festivals, and we hope to see you on the big screen soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye. This is a bye from me. Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition Please, and you're listening to me on Daisy's Dot Live.